in-depth and God-filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is The Artist Interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of The Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scale the world of contemporary Christian music and worship to bring to you some of the very talented artists and to hear their stories and share their music. And this week, we've got someone who's totally new to the show and quite possibly new to quite a number of you as well. It's Ellen Oliver. She was at Big Church Festival recently and there was just so much positivity uh, about her performance that I thought it'd be brilliant to bring her on and find out a little bit about her story and share her music. So before we chat with her, let's hear this first track. It's an absolute cracker. It's called Fire. And that was Fire by Ellen Oliver. Hey, Ellen, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well. Welcome to the show. Now, your accent probably gives away for many people, not to our American audience. They've got no idea at this moment, probably away from, but to your, to the English audience, we're going, ah, oh, that's cool. Can you tell us where, where are you from, Ellen? Here, well, I'm from Scotland. Um, originally from the northeast of Scotland, up near Aberdeen, and I now live in the what we call the Central Belt. So I live in a place called Bathgate, which is halfway between Glasgow and Edinburgh, so just right in the centre. Oh, that's cool. Nice, nice, good location to be. So you can go either direction. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your personal journey? So uh, how did you become a Christian? Um, what sort of things does that mean to you? And how does music fit into it all? Sure. So I, um, the two are actually very closely tied. So I, um, I grew up in a sort of rural town um, in Aberdeenshire, where it's probably just at the end of um, culturally where people went to church um, quite regularly. Um, and so it's part of our sort of community um, that my family went along to the church, um, not necessarily, um, uh, you know, super attached to um, what went on there, but um, was grateful to go. And um, uh, so I would have called myself a Christian from a young age, but maybe didn't really know what that meant. It's just because I went along to the church on a Sunday. Um, and there were some scripture union workers in my school. I think you've got scripture union in England, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite a bit of a bigger thing in, in Scotland. And folks would come in and they would um, they t- basically taught us the Bible, taught us the gospel. And um, one couple in particular just really took me under their wing, me and a few of the other girls, and um, showed me just the the depth of their love to to love strangers, um, strangers' kids, and to this their their real passion and integrity, and um, that they really believed what they meant. And so they encouraged me to go along to this camp, um, which was both a scripture union camp and a music music camp that was run by a thing called New Scottish Arts. It was there over the course of a few years that, um, you know, because there wasn't actually many young young people that were Christians when I was a teenager, maybe another two or three in my school or in my church. But at this, there were so many. And um, yeah, just meeting people that genuinely loved Jesus and that loved each other as a result of that and just had a real passion, uh, yeah, and a relationship with the Lord. And so that kind of um, unlocked something for me 
and made me kind of want that too and as I was a teenager and then moving on to university um, I was like no I actually mean I think I, I believe what this says and believe what they say believe um, God is real belief that Jesus died for me and so probably made a bit more commitment commitment over those years but it was also at that camp that they realized my voice I suppose um, I did a bit of an addition and um, they were like oh you've got you've got a real gift and I was like oh really okay I always thought I was a bit of an average singer and I really was but and I do wonder at that time whether as I kind of came to know God um, and have a more relationship with him that he maybe then was like gave me this gift to be able to use for him um, and gave me this voice which is quite unique and different none of my family are musicians or singers by any means so um, yeah I was really grateful to be encouraged in that gift at that age um, and it then meant that and now I do it as a career which is amazing yeah that- that is super, super cool. Uh, go on, give us the, the, student, the, the um, Scripture Union workers. Do you remember their names? Yes, Ruth and Murray Laurie. Um, there you go. Shout out to them. It's amazing the impact that people have. Sometimes they don't even realise how people's lives can be just really segued and changed in the direction, pulled right into the middle of what God wants just by being kind and loving and spending that time. I, and obviously that was probably their, their hope. Do, do you, are you still in contact with them at all? I am, yes. I still keep in touch. Um, messages oh. too often. I'm singing at their daughter's wedding in September as well, so that's exciting. That's super <laughs> cool. Oh well, I'm particularly glad that you still know them. That that makes it very um very worthwhile for them. Great. Okay, so uh, musically speaking, then, so you got you have got a beautiful voice. Genuinely, it Thank is you. a real gift. I love it. It's been super. I've spent time listening to quite a lot of your songs, and I've. I've enjoyed each of them. There's been, oh, thank you. Sometimes I listen to an artist and I, I like most of their songs, but there are a few that I go, uh, I don't, I don't know that. But I've loved everything. So oh, can you tell me what, 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 what genre do you tell people you perform as? Yeah, that's a really tricky one. I dip into a lot of genres. Yeah, the stuff that you've listened to that I've recorded so far in, are in some, and then I'm writing more that are very different. But I suppose my main, I think I'm figuring out now that probably my main genre is actually folk, but then I dip into things like um, gospel, like old gospel, soul, blues, heavy blues influence, heavy jazz influence as well. And then bits of pop too, as you probably heard in Fire. So yeah, I, I jump about a lot. <laughs> Real uh, it, and it's fun and, I, and I, some of the tracks have got little bits of trumpets in them and stuff as well it's got it's got a jazzy backfill to it so um, yeah, I've yeah. definitely I've definitely enjoyed the breadth of, of music you've got in there so but but you're feeling you're more heading in sort of a, a folky direction yes I think a combination more of folk and jazz I think are my two major ones that I'm doing right now um, with a little bit bit of blues in there too but yeah I think I'm I'm delving into much more of the sort of storytelling aspect of, of songwriting and developing ability to to like write lyrics a bit more and experiment with different harmonies and um, whereas before maybe it was just a bit more structured um yeah so who are the people that you look up to who are the influences for you oh um many people when i first was when I was a teenager, I suppose, big influence in terms of sound was Eva Cassidy, which you can probably hear quite heavily, um, uh, just in that sort of folky feel. And then folks, you know, like Nora Jones, then more soul singers like Aretha Franklin um, and folks like that. But I've also, you know, um, picked up more in folk 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 style I was going to say folk folk that's weird but <laughs> folk folks um, things like Kate Rusby who's an English folk singer um, or Polly Paulsma uh, so I really enjoy listening to a big mix of, of stuff um, and then 
also people that inspire me is folks that I'm, I'm getting to work with you know I'm, I've got a lot of musicians around me that are amazing and that really I'm inspired by in sort of small things that they that they do that they play um, which which helps so 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 and from from sort of the Christian scene in the UK who who are you either working with or wanting to work with yeah, so I think I kind of um, work between Christian scene and secular scene in, in what I'm doing. So I'm gigging in um, in all sorts of places. Um, so yeah, but in terms of um, friends that are Christians that are doing what I do, I mean, Stephen Cloud is a fellow Scottish singer-songwriter who I think you had on recently. Yeah, he's lovely. We love Steph. Yeah, so great guy. Glad. Um, so yeah, thankful to know and, and work um, with him here in Scotland. Um, I did um, start off in uh, a thing called New Scottish Hymns. Um, so there's folks there that um, have really um, done some great work that I've had the privilege of joining with. And then in my church, I have a colleague called John Green. He's actually a jazz trumpeter, which is where a lot of the heavy jazz influence comes from. Ah, well, it, it's a great influence to have. So um, so I actually spent a week recently uh, out in the States at a jazz festival. Um, and I love jazz. It was it was great. I learned a lot as well because I've not been to a jazz festival before, but um, uh, my son is a jazz drummer. So uh, that's, why, oh, nice. that's why I had to go. So, okay. Um, so going, going back a bit to your walk with Jesus then. Uh, so why did you say you became a Christian? That you said that that's what I'm definitely going to do, that's for me? I think probably around the age of 17 or 18, I think maybe 17, one point in particular. But of course it's been, it's a journey and um, you know, you have to kind of make that decision regularly, right? Um, sure. But probably late teens that um, it really became real for me. So, so, so roughly how long have you been a Christian now? Um, well, so I'm now 31, so I'm not going to hide that. So yeah, what's that make it like over 20 years now? So 22, 23 years. Um, that, can't, that can't, is that right? If 17, right? 17, 17 plus 13. Oh would no, be, 17. It'll be, be 13 years. So, so it might, it might be 14 <laughs> years. You're much younger than you realised. So it's all okay. I feel old. I'm an old soul. No, you don't. You don't look it. So for, for people listening on the radio, you've got no idea. But she's very young, so um, that's cool. And laughing away. So so I haven't offended us. That's all right then. Um, so 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 during your journey with Jesus, you, and you said you need to keep recommitting. It is a journey. Have there been times where you've really felt God very close to you? Um, and the next question that I'm going to follow up with is: Converse, have there been times when you've struggled, and what's what's happened to change that around? So both of those questions. Mm. Yeah, I think that fluctuates for me quite a lot. Yeah, I think there's um, certainly times that I've felt closer to God. I probably, actually in times of, of uh, struggle or um, difficulty, particularly during the pandemic, I probably felt closer to God because I think that strengthens your dependence on him. And it's a shame, isn't it? Because it's it shouldn't be when things are rough that you only go turn to God. It should be when things are good as well. But during that time, I probably had to, um, that's when I kind of released a few more songs and wrote a few songs that remind me of God's faithfulness and used it as therapy, I suppose, to to write and to connect with God. So, um, yeah, that was a time when I was quite close to God. And probably in the times that are, I feel like I don't need him, I maybe uh, draw away from him a little bit. So yeah, songwriting is great to be able to to do that and to process those things. I'm so grateful for that. 
Yeah. Okay. That that makes some sense. So the pandemic actually gave you maybe extra time to focus both on God and on your skill of of songwriting. Yeah. Songwriting is quite and it's different to song singing. Obviously, they're two complementary skills. But but there are plenty of people who can sing but can't write. Is is writing song something that has always come easily to you, or is it something you've been working harder at more recently? Yeah, it's something that doesn't actually come easy to me. I think I'm largely a, a singer and performer and um, I've definitely battled with that over the years because um, you can kind of think, oh, well, I'm just a singer, I'm just a performer. But that is still really, really valuable and not to be uh, seen as a lesser gift, I suppose, from um, being able to write as well. But I do find it it's best when I perform songs that I have written because I'm able to connect to them and and relate to them in such a, a deeper way than I would if I'm singing someone else's song. So, yeah, but it is something I've been working on over the years. I find it easier to co-write. So I quite like to come up with an idea and write something and then maybe take it to a friend or a colleague and get their help to develop it. And I think that's how God actually wants us to work. Um, I don't think we should always be entirely doing everything ourselves and um, you know God has blessed different people different gifts and some people um, are musically amazing but maybe aren't able to sing as much as 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 good as others so um, we join together and we support each other as a body and use different things to to help each other and support each other to make it better yeah that's something I've definitely been thankful for to to join with others in in writing and helping my writing improve yeah Yeah. I'm I suppose it's one advantage that people who are signed to a record label have is that often the record label is able to bring in a pool of different writers and things like that mm. to, to help. Now, I'm, at the moment, you're an independent artist, which mm. means I guess you're pulling on a, con- on a list of contacts and friends to help co-write with you. Is mm. is being with a label something that you hope might be in your future or or not particularly at this mm. time? Mm. Um, yeah, that would be nice. I, um, I feel as an independent artist, I probably... Um, quite money and and having to do so many jobs myself you know it's, it, you, you're not only um just singing and performing or writing but you're also re- recording yourself you're marketing yourself you've uh, you're your own tour manager you're your own tech you're um you know there's so many jobs involved in it um and so I would love to um to be able to work with with a manager at least to be able to um yeah, to work with someone and to help have some support in actually doing stuff because I'm maybe not very successful in, in all of those things or spread myself thin trying to do them all. So um, it is possible, but um, I would love to be able to partner with folks and, and, and yeah, work with people in, in doing what I do. So artists, when they're in the stage that you're at, sometimes have to have a side hustle because the finances don't just come in enough from just the singing and the performing. Um, what's your stage play on that? Mm. So actually, my singing, performing my own material is one very small slice slice of the pie. Very small. I do many other things um, to make it work. Um, my main thing, I'm delighted to be working part time for my church. So they actually have me as resident musician and artist, which is wonderful. They're really supportive of the arts and yeah, give us time to um, to work on projects and do what we like to do. And they're like, how can we support you in doing that? So Wow, sounds good. Yeah, as well as doing the worship. So that's one thing. But I also, um, I also coach two choirs and I teach some pupils and I am in a wedding band. Yeah, I do projects in prisons and primary schools as well every so often. So um, yes. That is a 
That's a smorgasbord of different things to juggle. No wonder you're busy and can't manage to do everything that you need to do because that's loads. Tell us about the prisons. What do you do in prisons? Yeah, I often, I go in with a few different organisations, but the main one is with um, Bethany Christian Trust, which is based in Edinburgh and Glasgow. They do um, songwriting workshops with them, or I often work closely with an actor and we develop a sort of play. Um, So we'd maybe develop a character and and maybe learn some songs and sing together. I would do singing workshops with the guys and and ladies actually, or or we might go in and just perform a certain show or um, just chat with them, engage with them. So yeah. And and is is that, is it purely a uh, like a secular workshop or is there any sort of Christian element within it or what, what's the sort of plan behind it? The charity is a Christian charity and so yeah often we would um, relate it to a certain theme but very lightly we would often be connected there through the chaplaincy so the guys know that when they're coming they're coming to the, the church thing yeah so we would think around topics like faith or hope and, and but also think about um, maybe when the guys if they are um, in this category are, are released like what it might look like and um, um, and for them to have a connection with Christians outside our churches outside and to know that there's there's that out there, I suppose. So kind of building those bonds too. Okay. Yeah, so cool. And are, are you ever scared when you're in prisons? Um, yes, sometimes. Sometimes I am. Yes. Um, the ones here are, um, they're relatively safe. I think there's... Um, there was one time I was a little bit cautious, but um, you know you've got everybody's got your back. The, the workers that are going in with you, they're supportive, and you, you're never left alone or isolated. And there's always plenty of security guards. I did do a tour in South Africa with a, a music company mission thing called Origin, and we went into some prisons there, which one of which was one of the top three most dangerous prisons in the world. And that one I was scared at. We were like. <sighs> There was not many prison guards at that one and we were sort of this outside quadrangle and you know the guys are like hanging out of the windows and you know shouting out things and I had to sing I it was um it was a show based on the prodigal son I had to sing um over the rainbow and you know it's a really gentle song and I was so terrified but actually the power of God um moved them and it so felt like the Holy Spirit was just so there and present and uh, a lot of them were visibly moved and um you know there was tears and um it was a really special moment so um yeah it was cool so you mentioned origin i've not heard of origin but well i have heard of origin the origin like all sorts of different ones genesis for a start but <laughs> the origin you're talking about what what is origin where where's it from yeah it's sort of a parachurch ministry based in both south africa and in edinburgh and scotland and um it's uh they put on various different events um often in the Usher Hall up here or the concert hall, doing orchestras and choirs and things like that, but also smaller mission type things during the Fringe Festival or other events um, with smaller bands and smaller artists. So um, they invite folks, singers or songwriters like me to go along with Steph McLeod, um, like we mentioned, to come and join and um, perform um, certain pieces or um, certain stories. No, oh, that's cool. So, so Steph's involved. So, was he in South Africa as well? He was indeed. Yeah, he came along. Too. And so, he was in the. Was he scared in the prison? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we were so, all terrified. So, I would be terrified too. So, so when when he, when he was singing as well in, in the same prison as part of the same performance. Yeah. 
did did his singing go down well with the prisoners or did they prefer yeah. yours yeah it was another reminder to us i think and, and really cemented our knowledge that god was there with us so one of steph's songs which is the, vine, the very final song of the show i can't remember what the song's called but the lyrics go and i will rise on eagle's wing on eagle's wings i'll soar over mountains high saying you are my father um, and we did actually have we were outside and you know over the prison walls you could see mountains in the background and at that moment as he sang that lyric there was a bird of prey that started circling around um, the quadrangle where we were and it was just really such a reminder that we're meant to be there um, and that God was with us and he was at work um, so that was really cool. That is super cool so I, I like that the bird being there perfect moment perfect timing is a like a little picture of what he's singing about. That's mm-hmm. that's great. And and cool that Steph was there as well with you. Ter- mm-hmm. Terrified together, but terrified with Jesus in the middle of it all. Yes. <laughs> so prison prison ministry sounds amazing. Uh, you, you mentioned schools. So what do you do with schools? Yeah, so um, a few different things. Um, the main one is um, I've been working with a thing called Pop UK, mainly based in England, actually. So I cover the north of England and Scotland. And we go and we teach songs that have messages attached to them, which link with their sort of um, religious, moral, uh, spiritual education, or on topics like friendship or um, caring for each other or the effects of social media or things like that, self-image. And then we record an album and then we put on a, a concert at the end for the community to come out. So, yeah, it's lovely. It's a great way project. Wow. Mm. That's a really cool thing to do. So so it's not just you performing. Do you get do you get the kids performing with you on the album that you record? Yeah. So I teach the song to the kids and they, they learn them and they're the ones that perform. I'm just at the front like a sort of choir director and get them to, to do the moves and do the dancing. And um, yeah, it's so nice. The community comes together and the mums and dads come out and it's just, yeah, such a lovely rewarding uh, that is super awesome i've got to ask a question do is it just girls who do it or do blokes do it as well oh as in do the teaching the singing uh in the schools or because if i'm i'm thinking if I, going back to my school days it's a long time ago I think the blokes would have all scoffed at it and tried to pretend they didn't want to do it and hidden in the corner somewhere. And then the girls would have been doing moves like they do to wham, wham songs and stuff. Sure, sure. So I don't know. I just, I just wondered if blokes are reticent to be involved. Yeah. Well, do you know, not, no, they're actually, it's not like that. The songs are really catchy and they're written, it's, it's, they're written in a sort of modern pop style. So it's, they're really infectious and you can't help to, but want to move and dance to them. I mean, there is sometimes the awkward boys that maybe are more, into their sports or not so keen but on the whole most people do uh, most of most of the kids do engage in it and love it so yeah cool okay well that's 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 positive i'm pleased to hear it <laughs> so talking of songs we have got another track to play from you uh, it's called arms wide open tell us all about that track yeah so um this one is um one probably one of my oldest ones I think in in the career I'm in, it's quite it's a character trait, I suppose, to be a bit of a people pleaser and to care a lot about what other people think of you. And it's something that I wrote about then, but it's still something that I'm dealing with today. And I think something I always will be and just trying to gain um, approval or love from other people. And um, it's quite an honest um, reflection on on how I feel in in, the, in that but then the sort of reminder to myself that God loves me unconditionally and I suppose it was also influenced by the story of the, the prodigal son and 
how uh, for different people we we all kind of turn away to other things and in that story the son turns away to you know uh, crazy living and a wild party for other people that might look like different things and for me that was going to other people and seeking love from other people but um, just this this image in that story of um, I think in the actual story the the father which is representing God you know lifts up his robes and runs to meet his son and I just imagine this big embrace and uh, just the reminder that there's nothing that we can do to earn God's love you know we don't have to um, to please him or to do things that make that will make him love us but he just loves us anyway when we turn back to him and come back to him in the light all to see look like I abide in the dark you and me from your presence I can't hide you know my thoughts know my ways going out and lying down despite that steadfast your love for me resounds though I chase after dirt be the treasure that I seek in this dry weedy land I fail cause I am weak but your grace upon grace of which I don't deserve and that was Arms Wide Open by Ellen Oliver. And I'm so pleased that Ellen is still with us here for the artist interview. Ellen, thanks for all you've shared. And, and thanks for that beautiful track. It's really lovely. Um, if you're happy right now, it'd be great for you to pray for listeners. I'd love to. Thank you. Father God, thank you that you love us. Thank you, God, that... There's nothing that can separate us from your love, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation separate us from your love. I just pray for everyone listening that they know the depth and the height of your love and how much you you lavish it upon us. I thank you that we can never be too far away from turning back to you and um, embracing you again. And I, I pray for those that maybe have had a time of that, that have turned away from you, I pray that you would help them now to turn back to your embrace, Father God, and to rest in your love. I just uh, I pray for um, for folks that are needing reminded of that today. Would you remind them as they go about their everyday tasks um, and everything that they're doing? Just a reminder that they know how loved they are by you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Ellen. Uh, if you're listening at home or in the car, wherever you might be, and you're thinking, oh, I would like to find out a bit more about this Jesus that Eleanor Gordon talking about, just if you're in the UK, pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk. There are many thousands of churches that would love to help you know more of God's amazing love. If listening worldwide on one of our partner stations, then just contact the studio and ask them to recommend a really great church. I know they would love to do that for you. Wow. Okay, Ellen, thanks for praying. Um, and uh, particularly, actually, those people, those people maybe who used to go to church, used to have faith, you, you mentioned that in your prayer there, I'd really encourage you to get along to a church because God does want to just lavish his love upon you. So, right. Okay. But moving on, moving on. What do you think God has for you in the coming season? I just want to reiterate, you, you were at Big Church Festival. I feel that's quite a big deal, actually. So yeah. I love Big Church Festival. Mm. How did that come about first? Yeah, so I was actually meant to do it in 2020, but obviously that didn't work out. So I ended up doing a um, an online version. I recorded a video and they put it online instead. But it was through a friend of mine that knew somebody that helped 
book the artists or something and he loved my stuff and was and was a bit of a champion and kept asking them and sending stuff on um so every year since 2020 they've asked um they've asked me down um but I could never make it work obviously it's such a distance away um so it's um, quite a big task to come down and a lot of expense but it was really great for this year to to make it work it's very cool that you did but just just to clarify People come from Australia and America to perform. You're only in Scotland. It's, and it is, I, that's, that is the British mentality. We think it's a long way. Whereas when I talk to Americans, they go, oh, it's only an eight hour drive. It's fine. I'm like, eight hours? I wouldn't do that. So, um, but yes, it, it is It is a long way. I would not like to cycle to where you are, I suppose. Put it that way. Mm. So, but, but are you glad you made the trip? Yeah, so glad. It was it was great fun. It, what, what a lovely festival. There was so much going on and so many amazing artists. It was really cool. was glad to get across a variety of the stages to the Garden 10 and then was on UCB, another radio station. That's <gasps> um, <laughs> right. We love UCB. They're very good. <laughs> and then um, I was over on the Tom stage and yeah, such a variety, such lovely sound engineers and really nice to meet some new people. Um, and share my music with some new folks. This is the artist interview with Gordon T. Ellen, can you tell me maybe from your experience of the Bible? So obviously you're singing your experiences of God and things. You're talking about the prodigal son. Other than the prodigal son, is there a favourite story in the Bible that you just love? A favourite story in the Bible? Mm. One thing that's just fresh on my mind because I was talking about it this morning in general, um, God always draws me back to, to Philippians and uh, the joy that we can find in Jesus. In particular, so I think I was I was reflecting on 1 Philippians 2 and how Paul talks about my joy being complete. And this is Paul who's sitting in prison, like in a really rough situation. And of all the things that he wants to he will fill his joy, you know, you would think, oh, I long for a decent meal or I long for a comfortable bed or I long to be with my friends and family. No, his joy is complete in knowing the unity and the humility of the church and um, in praying for brothers and sisters. And um, Paul's quite an inspiration and, and just finding joy in Jesus is a sort of lifelong desire of mine, which I don't think I've cracked, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're right, though. Absolutely amazing story. Uh, totally inspiring when it comes to no matter what situation we find ourselves in. Uh, if we can keep our eyes on Jesus, we can still take joy in things. So um, joy that transcends all understanding. Amazing. Okay. So uh, and is there a Bible verse that you go, this is this is my verse um, that I'm sort of owning at the moment? Mm. Right now one that's been rattling around a lot is a song through my church. We've got an artist collective in my church that so we've been writing stuff together and hopefully releasing music. And um, Second Corinthians, for, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And there's more. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that's just a real reminder when... Um, we can place our, our hope and our joy probably in earthly things about what is ahead. And there's just so much more that we just don't even, can't even see such a greater joy, a greater hope um, ahead of us and in, in our future and in God's kingdom. So, yeah, yeah. that's, ex that's exciting. That really is. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Have you got a story maybe that's maybe, maybe where things haven't gone quite to plan, but it, God's been in the middle and, and it's gone right. Maybe one time you're performing or something that you could share. Oh, Recently, I did a gig 
just before I did Big, Big Church Festival in, in Wales in this lovely artist, Christian artist community in Pontypris, and I was experimenting with loop pedals. So loop pedals are basically when you record something and it repeats over and over again. And I've been working hard at it. And actually in the song Sea Glass, which I hope to record, I was trying to create this sort of scene of uh, soundscape of like waves and like uh, ocean sounds, I suppose. And um, the previous song, I had used my loop pedal um, for the song Fire. And I did, you know, like a, a hit off the guitar, like a steady four beat and some like scratchy stuff on my strings to make it sound like a snare, like a drum kit kind of thing. So I just recorded that loop and uh, was just about to record the lovely ocean seascape, went to hit record and um, forgot that I had actually not wiped the previous loop away from it. So it was this lovely, lush, gorgeous sound. And then it was like, bum, 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 chicka bum, chicka bum, chicka bum, <laughs> right in the middle. And it was so Don't. awkward. <laughs> I had to stop the song entirely and just start from, from where I left off there. But um, yeah, so it was definitely um, embarrassing and funny. And um, yeah, ended up showing a bit of perseverance and trying to, to finish the song off the way that I wanted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but it probably was also a, a light moment that made people yeah. giggle as well because because it's real, isn't it, and honest. So mm. and clearly clearly you handled it well and ca- and carried on. So mm. which um which is which is good. But I I, I I next time I get to see you when you're live, please if you can just repeat that because it would be nice to see it in practice. <laughs> but don't do it too often for your audience's sake. So but yeah, it, there's always these things, aren't they, that just don't go quite to plan. But uh, it's um it's. It's a growth thing as well. But uh, so, so did, did the audience afterwards come and thank you for that bit? Um, well, I don't know if they thanked me. Well, I guess they maybe thanked me for finishing off the song because it definitely was worth it in the end. And probably also showing them that um, people make mistakes and are human too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like making mistakes. No, I, don't, I don't mean I always want to make mistakes, but it, it's quite good sometimes to make mistakes and go, oh, I really messed something up. Yeah. But... It, but it's okay because if we all try and be perfect all the time, mm. it does get really, really tiring. Yeah, and uh, and, and sometimes, particularly, yeah. particularly in the church as well, there can be just a pressure to try and make sure everything seems glossy. Mm. Um, when it's, I think it's nice to be able to just be real with people and go, ah, oh, no, it's, I've, I did that didn't go to plan at all. So, um, so yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. That's cool. The next, the next twelve months, the next five years. What do you think God's calling you into and what, what can we expect as, as fans and listeners? Mm, I wish I knew that, <laughs> but I just faithfully keep keep doing what I'm doing and um, trusting God with it. I think, yeah, I do lots, of, lots and lots of different jobs. And I think now I'd really like to focus on uh, a few. And I think I've um, found a lot of value in being part of my church. I want to make that quite a heavy central thing but also focusing on on my own stuff for the short term I would like to record another EP so another five track thing and I have been applying for some funding for that um, and I do have a few songs ready so hopefully the latter half of this year that will come through um, and I'll be able to do that and you never know I would I would really love to record an album eventually um, but it's uh, it's a lot of work and a lot of money so <laughs> we'll see how things go. <laughs> okay well, yeah. well but an EP sounds great so your yeah. last one was in 2019? That's right. Is that right for Arms Wide Open? Okay so do, do have you yet got a name for your new EP? Well I've got a working title, which I'm having to put on the funding application, but I don't know whether that's actually going to be the final title. But it, right now, it's called Sea Glass. 
because one of my new songs is um, based on a poem about sea glass and it's all about um, basically growth and um, getting older and how we are all sharp pieces of glass and we're kind of thrown about in the waves and storms of life um, but eventually we're we're softened the edges are softened we're turned into this beautiful gem that's kind of picked up and um, treasured by God yeah I suppose the frustration in that testing and that shaping um, but knowing that eventually it's because we're being made into the people that God wants us to be so yeah that, that sounds that sounds like a lovely song I'm looking forward to that <laughs> Uh, and looking for DP. Thanks. So you, you mentioned about applying for funding. Mm. Uh, I've, I've got no idea how that would work. So who, who do you get funding from then? Well, shout out, maybe this will help. Uh, <laughs> but shout out to Creative Scotland. So there's a lot of funds out there that um, pots of money that um, would love to support folks in, in projects. So I'm applying to Creative Scotland for that. But there's also things like PRS. So they're the organisation that um, kind of help manage uh where music is played and the sort of um, where the money goes for that. And so they also have some some pots or the Musicians Union, they also have some um, to apply to. So I'll also hopefully in tandem be running a, a crowdfunder to to help support it as well, because I won't be getting all of the, the budget from, from one source. So keep an eye out for that if you want to support me and maybe get some extra goodies and, and back information. Oh, and also I have a Patreon, uh, uh, account which is uh, now, for those people who don't know what, what, what's Patreon Patreon is uh, similar to Crowdfunder but it's um, sort of a monthly regular platform where artists probably draw back the curtain a little bit of what they're doing and update regularly um, also you get um, lots of good freebies and early listens and re- live recordings uh, because you sponsor me monthly basically so it's a bit more of a extended Crowdfunder type thing okay so so yeah it sounds it sounds like quite fun you get a little bit of the inside track as it were mm. so so if you want to be a supporter there's a there's a patron in fact i suppose we should find out if people want to just find out more about you mm. where, where do they go where are you on the web sure well, i do actually have a website which um sometimes is updated and sometimes isn't um so that's just my name so it's ellen e-l-l-y-n and then oliver and um, dot com that's so www.ellenoliver.com. Uh, but I also am on social media. So um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so you can find me there. I'm probably most active on, on Instagram if you're on that. Um, so, yeah. So that's cool. So, okay, follow, follow on there. Go on the website. Find out how to support as well. So it'd be great for people to to get behind your music. If they're enjoying it, I'm hoping they are enjoying it. So I certainly have been. With regards to shows that are coming up, what, what's in the calendar? Yeah, so my next one is on the 6th of July. It's at a cafe... A restaurant type place called uh, Patina. Um, it's in the Edinburgh Park area of uh, of Edinburgh, uh, near South Gyle. It's a beautiful venue, some really nice food and drinks. So um, you certainly enjoy that if you don't enjoy my music. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm... Or enjoy all of it. Yeah, Sounds even better to me. There you go. Um, so I'm there with my some of my bandmates. I recently been gigging with a double bassist and guy on keys and accordion. So um, that's always a treat. So we're there for a few hours. Um, so that's 6th of July, Patina. And then doing a lot of different things at the Fringe. Um, one of them will be at my church, at Hope City Church. We are hosting some Fringe events and it will be registered as an official Fringe venue. Um, so we have an artist called Blue Rose Code coming um, and I will be one of the support. Steph McLeod will be also be another support in one of the nights. Cool. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. So it's the 10th and 11th of August. 10th and 11th of August at, at Hope City Church. Yeah. 
I suppose we opportunity right now to plug your church. Well, what's your church's web address? Um, I think it's hopecityedinburgh.org. I think that's what it is. But if you just search for Hope City Edinburgh, then you should be able to find it. Yeah, finally. Okay, Hope City Edinburgh. Easy peasy. Okay, so you've got two shows coming up in the not too distant future. We're recording this, of course, uh, in June 2023. So if people listening uh, on some sort of playback or podcast platform way into the future, uh, at least you now know what dates those apply to. 2023 summer. Great. Okay, so we've got time for one more track from you. One more tune. That's what you say in Scotland. One more tune. One more tune. One more tune. One <laughs> yeah. more tune. Okay, that's great. I've got it. Um, okay. Um, so we, we have one more tune to, to play uh, and it's called Still Working Through. So tell us all about Still Working Through. Yeah. So this is one of the songs that I wrote during lockdown. Um, being stuck in my room on the four walls, staring at my laptop, doing work in at home was rough. I was for many people. Um, I'm thankful that I, you know, I was on largely on my own. Didn't have to deal too much with different characters being stuck in the house, but it was still quite lonely and isolating. But one of the joys was being able to go outside for a walk and um and really over the course of the year, seeing nature start to sprout and blossom and grow and change was just such a beautiful thing and a reminder to me that when I felt stuck and um, unable to do things um, just that God is the creator of the universe and the sustainer of the universe all things all nature um, and that it felt encouraging to me that Things still happen, things will still work out, things will still move forward because it's all in God's hands, um, even though I might not feel like it. And uh, yeah, that God is still at work and still doing things, even though I may not always feel like it. And that was Still Working Through by Ellen Oliver. What a beautiful track. Uh, what a lovely lady. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed listening to her and her music as much as I have having her as a guest on the show. And there are, of course, many other interviews with artists with great music and amazing stories to share that you can catch up with on your favourite podcast platform. So do search up The Artist Interview. Uh, in fact, it's the one with the red logo. If you can't find it, it's got a red logo. Maybe search The Artist Interview Gordon and you'll find it there. Uh, and maybe share it with your friends, uh, subscribe, review it. Get the good news out there. There's so much blessing in it. And I'm so thankful that you joined us today. And I look forward to being your host at the next episode of The Artist Interview. God bless you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.